You know, when I look around at all the entrepreneurs who are grinding it out, spending 70 to 80 hours per week growing their business, you have to ask yourself the question, at what cost? Hi, my name is Tim Uchuk, and in this podcast, we're going to be exploring the tools, tactics, and strategies for crushing it and scaling your business without making the ultimate sacrifice of your time and freedom. Hey, what's up guys? Tim here on a beautiful Friday afternoon here at Vancouver Island. I'm headed to Costco because we are, uh, it's that time, <laughs> usually every two weeks with three young kids. It's at least every uh, every two weeks we got to go for a Costco run. So um, anyways, I have about 10 minutes and I wanted to jump on and talk to you about something that's important as well as top of mind uh, for me because we're putting together a, a training on this very topic which is timely in the sense of, I hear it, I'm sure you've experienced it as well. Our labor market is, um, is really challenging right now. If uh, at the time of this, there are subsidies going out where basically you can, you can uh, make money from the government by not working. And it's making for a interesting environment for hiring because a lot of people are, are thinking, well, I could, I could just get paid to, to be at home. So why would I, why would I, get out into the market and and uh, find a job so that's the challenge and you know in terms of how we respond as business owners you have you have two choices essentially you've got um, focus on the things you can't control which is the current state which everybody's on a, a level playing field and the second uh, option is for you to to focus on the things you can control and what you can control is your team retention strategy, meaning your your culture, how you um, how you set up and manage, and what it means to be on your team, your culture, right, your core values, your day-to-day uh, management systems, etc. So your retention strategy, which is what I want to talk to you about, and you can focus on you know when it comes to hiring, putting out more attractive offers, not necessarily monetarily, but when it comes to posting your jobs, um, it's it's very much marketing. When hiring is marketing, and so when you're creating your job post, for example, if you put some thought into the title of your job, for example, we'll often add modifiers. If we're looking for a, a sales account manager, we might put in a modifier that says "all-star sales account manager," right? So something that's going to make them stop and say, hey, what's this? It looks different and get them to click on the on the job ad, right? Because hiring is marketing. And unfortunately, you can't hang out there on the job sites and say, hey, check out this opportunity. The only way that you have, the only um, opportunity you have to, to sell your open jobs is by selling the click, meaning that uh, you have to have a compelling job offer and description that's gonna compel people to click on it, read through the job description, and then apply. Right. So you need to have a compelling bait if we use the fishing analogy, which is the title of the job posting. Again, we'll use, you know, modifiers such as all star or genius, you know, things like that. So it looks a little bit different and it doesn't look too stuffy and and corporate um, bureaucratic. So we make it look a little bit interesting because that's bait uh, and that starts the, the process of attracting more fish into your net. And then when you get to the job description, we start with the benefit, what's in it for them, 
rather than listing out all the stuff they'd be responsible for, what's in it for you? So front load your job description with the benefits, what's in it for them. And these things, because hiring is marketing, are going to increase your um, your conversion rates, meaning your applications that you get in, meaning you've got more fish in the net, meaning you're increasing your batting average when it comes to hiring, right? So these things are really important. And also, you know, making it more attractive, standing out, putting your core values, which you all should have in your business, your core values. So beyond just hiring, a, you know, an employee, a number, we're looking for somebody who aligns with our values because when you signal that you actually have values, you're going to attract people that that are uh, a higher caliber and they're looking for something beyond just a paycheck. They're looking for something a little bit deeper. So a, a company that has um, a vision, a company that, that believes in something, a company that stands for something, that's what you're communicating when you put your core values, listing them out, saying this isn't for everyone. We're looking for somebody who... who um, who aligns with our values within our company, right? So putting that stuff on, understanding that a hiring is marketing, and understanding that that those things are bait, which is going to attract the right, magnetically attract the right fit candidates, are all tools that you have in your arsenal. And if you think that it's everybody's playing in the same boat as you, so if you increase your conversion rates on the clicks for the job post, you're going to get more people applying. You've got a greater chance of attracting, you know, better caliber team members, all things considered, than your competitors. So what's within the scope of your control? Coming up with understanding hiring is marketing and coming up with a more compelling uh, job title, a more compelling job description, which talks about, again, what's in it for them. People are, are thinking me, me, me first. What's in it for me? So you want to compel them um, that way and just remember it's it's marketing. Put your best foot forward. Talk in terms of the benefits to uh, to the prospective candidates. And it's, it's no different than your, your business website, right? You want to attract your ideal clients. Well, talk in terms of what's important to them. So not only the products or services that you offer, but why you're different, why you're better and talking about the, you know, the emotional needs that you satisfy underneath your products and services, right? So, you know, in, in the in the context of your business, I would imagine that you help people save time, make good decisions, et cetera, et cetera, right? So just remember hiring is marketing. And if you can increase your, your conversion rates, meaning that if you can have more effective job titles, more uh, effective um, postings and descriptions, you're, you're going to increase your conversions more fish are going to hop into the net more means more uh, applications right so there's that now on the on the retention side so that's on the hiring side the front end of your business to attract top talent right and um so we've got a whole hiring funnel blueprint in our uh, in our perfect week program that that covers that piece now the next piece is the retention so you could have the greatest hiring process in the world but if you don't have a retention strategy meaning your uh, your culture, then chances are you're going to have a revolving door and people you're on your team are going to have this grass is always greener mentality and you're going to have a high turnover rate, which is one of the heaviest costs to your business, right? Because it's stop, start, stop, start, hire, train, then they're gone. Then you got to retrace your steps and it feels like one step forward, two steps back, right? So if we can reduce 
and close to eliminate the uh, the turnover, with exception to the people who make it through your your hiring uh, funnel, then this is a this is really going to feed your bottom line, and it's really going to accelerate your momentum. So this is the real benefit behind culture. Now retention strategies, as I mentioned, this is this is a training that we're putting together because it's it's critically important, and the big kind of philosophy of what we teach. It's a big catch-all and it's a philosophy for, for leading and managing your teams. And it's one that I learned from one of my early mentors who's from Toyota. And he was partly responsible. He was one of the managers involved in one of the, one of the biggest cultural transformations that we have uh, in the record books, which is a plant, which is now the Tesla plant actually in, in California. It used to be called the Numi plant. And they famously uh, transformed one of the worst performing uh, plants, Toyota, to one of the best performing plants, the management team, using the philosophy. Now, regardless of, forget about manufacturing, regardless of your industry, you must be interested if, if you read about a story where some, some leaders from Toyota came into a factory, implemented some changes, and transformed the culture and the effectiveness, efficiency, etc., from one of the worst performing to one of the best performing. You have to ask, what the heck did they do? What the heck did they do? This is what was really interesting to me because, again, rewind the clock. I've I felt the pain of the of the high turnover before, and uh, you know, wasting countless hours in bad interview after bad interview. If we can minimize and or avoid that. We're, we're not only giving giving you your time back, but we're accelerating your process from, hey, I need to fill a seat to I have filled the seat and I've not only filled it with a warm body, but with the right person. So the the um, the philosophy that Toyota is is um, famously known for in terms of culture, cultural practice is something called respect for people respect for people and and the best way to to describe respect for respect for people is, the best analogy is to think about a coach. If you ever were on a sports team or you experienced either a teacher or a coach who was hard on you, but hard on you for the right reasons, because they, they treated you, they didn't coddle you. They treated you a little bit, um, they were a little bit more difficult on you because they saw what you were capable of. And they treated you with respect against your potential. So they didn't accept the excuses that your homework was late or, or you, um, you know, you showed up late for practice. They sent you right home and said, no, you're, you're, um, you're capable of a lot more than this. And some of my best coaches were, were really hard on me, but you could sense, we, you can sense intuitively when it comes from the right place and your team can see it and sense it because it's consistent when you show your team respect in terms of here's where the bar is and by the way i'm not a hypocrite you as leaders when you establish the bar through things like your core values so our core values are things like say yes we serve be wrong be wrong which means it's okay to make mistakes because i would rather see the mistakes so we can fix them than have mistakes be swept under the rug so be wrong and showing respect for people is not being a hypocrite. Showing respect for people is when you make a mistake, you own up to it. And you show humility and you say, guys, you know what? I thought that this was the right move, 
and I didn't consult you guys, and I think we made the wrong decision here. I want to own up to it, and let's fix this. That is so much better than pretending that you guys are perfect and sweeping things under the rug, because when you do that, you are giving your team permission to follow the same, right? So be wrong. That's why we have that, that, um, that core value, because it's a countermeasure or an antidote to sweeping things under the rug. So respect for people. I want you to picture a tree and picture your company as a big tree with all these branches. It follows this, this like fractal pattern of, of all these branches that extend from this big tree. Picture that being your company and picture each branch being a team within your company. Now respect for people, let's, let's talk about what it's not by visiting the opposite end of that spectrum. What respect for people is not is corporate bureaucracy pushing out initiatives from the center of that tree without consulting the branches, the teams, pushing out initiatives from the center out, from the inside out, rather than working with the teams to get their input and information and respecting that they have information and input and perspective that you, the owner, will never have because there is nobody closer to the work within your business and the customers and the day-to-day experience within your business than your team. They feel it. They feel all the broken areas. They feel all of the inefficiencies. They feel all of the poor experiences through any gaps in your processes that your clients are facing. So respect for people. The opposite of that is assuming that you know everything and you know best and you just You just push out these initiatives to your team from the center out to the branches. And in doing so, your team has a sense that they have no control over their environment. They don't have any say. And what's important to them is not even respected. Now, the opposite of that, respect for people is acknowledging, number one, that every human being on your team is not reaching their potential. Now, this is not to say The caveat to this is this is not to say that we permit and make excuses for behavior um, to the detriment of of our business, because oftentimes you'll find that somebody, they're misaligned with your with your culture. And you go through the process and saying, and can we set them up for success? Can we course correct? Have I not been clear enough? But ultimately, at the end of the day, if you've taken away those excuses, you've dug down to the root and they decide from their perspective that I'm not open and willing to change, then you can you can show them respect by saying, look, I know you're not ready to, to uh, meet the challenge of where our bar is in our organization. So I don't think it's a good mutual fit. That's gonna be doing them a service and showing them respect because eventually they'll have the choice. Do I wanna have a wake up call and actually improve myself? But you don't want to permit that behavior because they're going to set the bar in in uh, in that situation, which is doing everybody a disservice. So when I say respect for people, it really means holding people to account, including yourself, respecting that they do have the potential and they have the they have the choice whether or not they want to step up or not. So uh, one very simple way that you can show respect to your to your people: anytime you have an initiative, anytime you're working on a project and it involves various stakeholders in various teams in your business, always, 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 and and communicate this to your managers. One of the definitions of done, so in other words, this project or initiative 
will not get rubber stamped until you have consulted all stakeholders. So in other words, you have asked and, and shown respect to their opinion. You don't have to take it all into, uh, into account, but saying, here's the problem set. Is there anything that we need to be aware of from your perspective, right? So at a bare minimum, asking, let's say that you had a larger team, the managers within the team that this is gonna impact them, could be a policy change. And uh, is there any feedback? Are, is there anything that we're missing? Do you guys have any input? taken into account and now they've been a part of the solution. You don't need to implement everything, but you have shown respect by saying we value your opinion. And by making that one of your definitions of done, as we call it, always involve stakeholders. You're going to be shifting your culture and showing respect from, a, from an inside out culture, meaning we push things out to the branches. They don't have any sense of control or say to an to an outside in meaning that you you acknowledge that your your teams are the experts in their domains they know better they're closer to it than you are especially if you're a larger business and you're changing quickly so it's almost foolish to to assume that you know best and to not consult them and um ultimately if you don't they don't have it's going to be harder to get buy-in so you're going to have that headwind to deal with and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to accept that your culture is a little bit more on the corporate side and and the sense that they'll have is i don't have any control this is another corporate decision this came from up high in our big bureaucracy so you can flatten those layers by by not behaving in that way by showing respect and involving your team so these are a few kind of high level ideas but if you adopt this philosophy of respect for people within your company you're going to see a noticeable impact in your retention with your team. So having core values, meaning that you stand for something, not being a hypocrite, they apply to everybody, showing respect by holding people accountable, right? You, you, you have the ability to say, here's our standard here. Um, if, if you're unable to do it, I'm here to help you out in terms of clarity and, and maybe you don't have the right tools or, or whatever. But if at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they're still not willing to to shift the behavior uh, to the detriment of your culture, then you're showing respect by, by letting them make the decision ultimately and choosing to not be on your team because your, your bar is higher than that. So anyways, um, that's a little behind the scenes on the team retention strategy, which is, which is some really important stuff um, not talked about very often. Uh, hope that's helpful. I am at Costco now, so I'm going to hop off here, um, turn into a bit of a longer episode here, but uh, Hope you guys are well, and uh, I wanna I wanna hop on here a little bit more frequently, um, moving forward here, because I know it's been a couple weeks. So, anyways, hope you're well. Hope your year is uh, off to a great start, and uh, I will catch up with you all soon. Hey, Tim Uchuk here, and real quick, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, if you could take a couple quick seconds to give it a rating, it would be very much appreciated. And secondly, if you're looking for more tools and strategies on how you can crush it in life and business, just head on over to bookwithtim.com, where I've put together a free case study which shows you how to unlock unprecedented freedom today by using the two power levers. Just head on over to bookwithtim.com. Until next time, wishing you success and freedom in your business. Cheers.